Welcome to Mother Miriam Live on the Station of the Cross Catholic Radio Network with live video streaming brought to you by LifeSite News and the Station of the Cross. Call Mother with your questions at 1-877-511-5483 or email her at mother at thestationofthecross.com. You can view the live stream on Facebook at Mother Miriam Live. Now, here's Mother Miriam. Good afternoon, beloved family. How are you? I miss you. It feels like I've been away from you for 10 years. God bless you to all of you. It's so good to be back. And I cannot thank God enough for the Station of the Cross who has stayed with us all this time and all the programs I haven't been able to make because of a little bit of illness and then... Um, our move to Winsboro uh, in Texas, uh, still in the Diocese of Tyler, and, um, and then the celebration of my final, final perpetual vows. Everything is so wonderful, beloved, and the Station of the Cross, I cannot tell you how wonderful they are, um, because there's no words. They are a fabulous crew, and um, we're now airing live video uh, consistently now at um, 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Central, and that would be 11 a.m. Pacific, and I think 12 Mountain Time, but um, at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, we're Central Time in Texas, so for us it's 1 p.m., and we could be here every single day, not only that, but the what you're seeing is the beginning unpacking in our office. See the box on top, and uh, we're, we're still unpacking, got a lot of work to do here, and we've been able to set up the uh, equipment for the program in my office, which is basically our home now, so it, it's so very wonderful, and many of you already know that um, filling in for my normal 10 a.m. Eastern hour is Mother Angelica Live Classics, so you will hear her um, Monday through Friday, uh, our beloved, beloved Mother Angelica, her classics, Monday through Friday on the Station of the Cross um, at 10 a.m. Eastern. And then at starting 6 p.m. today is a very, we we need some balloons to celebrate, uh, debut of um, a program called, I don't want to get this wrong, Ask a Priest. Ask a Priest. It's going to be Monday through Friday. From 6 to 7 p.m. Um, Eastern Time again. I'm going to have everything with Eastern Time. Um, Monday through Friday, 6 to 7 p.m., Ask a Priest. And it's going to be hosted by Jordan um, Pacheco. Pacheco, thank you, James. <laughs> I had to pronounce that. Who is an absolute wonderful Catholic warrior for the faith. And um, James tells me that I have a 15 priests so far, and he's told me where the priests come from, uh, the religious orders and other areas that these priests come from. They are 100% kosher. They're orthodox. They're with the faith totally, and you are going to love them. And you can call in and ask or probably email to any question you have on your mind whatsoever. It's a beautiful...
2 p.m. Eastern. We can, and you know that it's aired through the Station of the Cross and live stream Mother Miriam Live on LifeSite News. God bless LifeSite News. And on Rumble and YouTube and uh, uh, Facebook and the Station of the Cross Live, all of that. So, um, James, are we on? I don't... Oh, I see us now. Okay, good. Um, So you could find it, and if you cannot listen at 2 p.m. live, just as with any program on the Station of the Cross, you can go to their podcast, stationofthecross.com, iCatholic Radio app, um, YouTube, uh, LiveSite News, uh, to get archives and to listen. listening to Mother Miriam on Mother Miriam Live, and we just had a technical issue, and we were disconnected, and I think right now um, you are uh, listening, and you don't have the video, but we are going to play a video, which you will be able to see, of my final vows was here with Bishop Joseph Strickland. It was so beautiful, and many of you know they have been so delayed for so many years. Uh, We've been put out of two dioceses. We've been put off a radio network. Um, Our vows have been postponed another time by different priests. And finally, um, I think I'm close to nine years late, and finally Bishop Strickland, that good holy Bishop Strickland, received them. and we have a video and live site news. Um, I want to thank all of you who um, contributed to our new home here in Winsboro, Texas, in the Diocese of Tyler. 
it was a beautiful video that John Henry, uh, president of Offsite News, uh, did. His team came out here and they took it and they took video of our land, of our property, of our buildings, and of the entire um, final vows ceremony, which lasted, I think, close to three hours. And we had a reception after that. It looks like we're back. Shall I go back uh, to the um, to the video? Okay, good. All right. I'll just keep talking to you through the phone. Something's wrong with our connection, dear ones. But um, LiveSite was out here. They filmed everything. They had an interview with me in, their, in our van on the way to the church. And then they videoed and recorded the entire mass, high, solemn mass and vow ceremony. Um, and they put it into a three and a half a minute video, really short, just to get the lights. I'm sorry, James. Oh, yes, of course, of course. Um, and so um, uh, they, they've really done, given us such a gift. And without Station of the Cross, it, it wouldn't be on life site. So um, it's such a beautiful partnership and a beautiful world of faithful Catholics who love God, who give their lives for him. And in fact, um, James, my, my dear James, who was with me at 10 a.m. Eastern, is going to be with me as he is now at 2 p.m. Eastern. I'm so thrilled um, because he's, the, I think, the best producer in the world. If anybody does a station across, if you, you don't mind my saying that, I'm letting you know, James, the best producer. And at, during right after our first break, we're going to show you that video. James is in charge, and he's going to show you the whole three and a half minutes. Many of you may have already seen it on LifeSite News and the subsequent video of our interview in the van, but um, the video of the vow ceremony um, uh, will play right after the first break, beloved. And after that, there's so many things we could speak about today. Um, I don't know if you have read... Um, this is letter. It's all over the internet and all over the world. His letter to his flock, to his sheep, concerning the synod on synodality and how destructive it is. And I'm going to personally use the word evil. Um, and um, it, has, it has been read all over. I want to read it to you. And also Cardinal Burke's um, take on the synod. And then during our uh, second half, dear ones, um, you'll be able to call in and comment and questions and all of that. So there's the music for our first break. We'll see if we can fix this connection and we'll show you the video uh, right after we come back. God bless you. We'll be right back.
beloved, this is Mother Miriam, host of Mother Miriam Live. Like the Catholic Current and the many other programs that originate from the Station of the Cross, Divine Mercy in My Soul is all about the messages that Jesus revealed to St. Faustina. It is aired every Sunday morning at 11 Eastern and Tuesday nights at 8 p.m. Or you can listen anytime to Divine Mercy in My Soul on the iCatholic Radio mobile app. of the Cross, we proudly bring the truths of the Catholic faith to countless listeners through radio and mobile devices, and we're grateful for the feedback we've received. I grew up Catholic Church, haven't been in the Catholic Church for decades, but I'm in the process of working my way back for the simple reason that I needed a place to listen to pro-life, pro-family messages, Catholic radio is it. It's a place to hear that message without all the political bias and all that that's going on on News Talk Radio. It changed my life. It's the only station I turn on. Catholic station is an answer to prayer. It, it couldn't be more fulfilling. It's helped me learn more about the faith, and it's helped me to deepen my faith as a result of that. It's on continuously in my house, day and night. You can't imagine how much I receive from that channel. If you've been blessed by listening to the Station of the Cross, let us know. Call 1-877-888-6279, extension 112. Then share your testimonial with us. You can listen to any of our network-produced programs at your convenience, wherever you enjoy podcasts. Hear a powerful sermon you need to share with a loved one? Maybe there's a guest or teaching segment that deserves another listen. You can find all of our shows on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, Google Podcasts, our website, and the free iCatholic Radio app. Be uplifted in your faith. Listen today at thestationofthecross.com or on your favorite podcasting platform. Please join Father Mark Noonan in praying the Litany of Humility. O Jesus, meek and humble of heart, hear me. From the desire of being esteemed, deliver me, Jesus. From the desire of being loved, deliver me, Jesus. From the desire of being extolled, deliver me, Jesus. From the desire of being honored, deliver me, Jesus. From the desire of being praised, deliver me, Jesus. From the desire of being preferred to others, deliver me, Jesus. From the desire of being consulted, deliver me, Jesus. From the desire of being approved, deliver me, Jesus. From the fear of being humiliated, deliver me, Jesus. From the fear of being despised, deliver me, Jesus. From the fear of suffering rebukes, deliver me, Jesus. From the fear of being calumniated, deliver me, Jesus. From the fear of being forgotten, Deliver me, Jesus. From the fear of being ridiculed, deliver me, Jesus. From the fear of being wronged, deliver me, Jesus. From the fear of being suspected, deliver me, Jesus. That others may be loved more than I, Jesus grant me the grace to desire it. That others may be esteemed more than I, Jesus grant me the grace to desire it. That in the opinion of the world, others may increase and I may decrease, Jesus grant me the grace to desire it. That others may be chosen and I set aside. Jesus, grant me the grace to desire it. That others may be praised and I unnoticed. Jesus, grant me the grace to desire it. That others may be preferred to me in everything. Jesus, grant me the grace to desire it. That others may become holier than I, provided that I may become as holy as I should. Jesus, grant me the grace to desire it. Amen.
Welcome to Mother Miriam Live on the Station of the Cross Catholic Radio Network with live video streaming brought to you by LifeSite News and the Station of the Cross. Call Mother with your questions at 1-877-511-5483 or email her at mother at thestationofthecross.com. Welcome back, beloved family, to Mother Miriam Live. Wouldn't you know, our first day back and the first day on our 2 p.m. Eastern hour, we have connection problems. It, it's probably because of our new location just to get everything all set up. I'm so sorry about that, but we are together. We are on the phone so you can hear us. And James, um, at the Station of the Cross studio, uh, has said that he could play the video of my final dance, even though uh, we need to be uh, uh, only audio for the program. So it's three and a half minutes, and I could watch it a thousand times because it's my wedding. What could I tell you? And I could show you the ring on my hand. People say, well, how come nuns don't marry? I said, well, of course they marry. I got married to our Lord. Yes, I did. So I'm, I'm, I'm just flying. I'm so happy. James, my dear one, if you're there, Go ahead and run that video. In addition to this beautiful feast of the Assumption, we celebrate another daughter of God and her deep and complete commitment to living in the way of Christ as a woman religious, as a vowed religious, as one who echoes with the sinfulness that we all still carry, but seeking always virtue in mercy. We rejoice to witness, and I as bishop, to receive the vows and commitment of Mother Miriam as she continues her journey of faith. And a wondrous journey of faith it is. I know that Mother Miriam would say, oh, please, Bishop, don't focus on me. But for a moment, we need to, as we've just celebrated the beautiful St. Teresa Benedicta, known as Edith Stein. I know that Mother Miriam would once again scold me and say, I'm no saint. But Mother Miriam is called to sanctity, as we all are. And as St. Teresa Benedicta of the cross beautifully reminds us, we've just celebrated a woman that I'm sure has been an inspiration to Mother Miriam and to all of us, like the woman Elizabeth in the gospel. All women called in their way to walk to Christ in the path made possible for us by the Blessed Virgin Mary. Mary models for us the only way we enter that realm, by the grace of God, by being unburdened of our sins through our cooperation, but ultimately by God's mercy and grace. And so Mary creates a path for us. The Mother Miriam, St. Teresa Benedicta, all holy women are called to follow and men as well. I, Mother Miriam of the Lamb of God, born Rosalind Moss, in your hands, Most Reverend Bishop Joseph Edward Strickland, 
vowed to God forever, stability, the continual conversion of my life, and obedience, according to the rule of St. Benedict and the constitutions of the daughters of Mary, mother of Israel's hope, in the presence of God, the ever-blessed Virgin Mary, and of St. Joseph, of the same Holy Father St. Benedict, of St. Francis de Sales, of my dear sisters, and of all here present, in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost, Amen, in witness whereof I have written this with my own hand, in this venerable place, the parish of St. Joseph the Worker, in the year after the incarnation of our Lord, 2023, on the 15th of August, the Solemnity of the Assumption of the Blessed Virgin Mary. Hi, Mother. You are on the air. This is James, your producer. Welcome, everyone, to our new 2 p.m. time slot. Oh, we are on the air. My goodness. I'm sorry, everybody. We've had a lot of technical issues this morning. James, did we just show the video of the vows? Okay, how wonderful. Um, God bless you. I tell you, everybody, James is wonderful. I, we have so many connection issues today, the first day back. I'm so sorry for that. But did you see the, the um, some of you are just listening, so you may not have seen that beautiful, beautiful video of the final vows. So gorgeous, a high Latin mass and um, the most wonderful bishop to receive those vows. Um, I'm just so thrilled and people have asked are you settled in your new home well we're here for sure and uh, but we have uh, quite a bit of construction to do yet um to make everything work for us to divide a building into cells for the sisters to, uh, to raise ceilings and build a chapel within the building uh, we have beautiful volunteers coming uh, some women once or twice a week doing cleaning and and other things for us. So beautiful. So many people are coming. So let me just tell you that if you are anywhere in Tyler or near Tyler and want to visit, let us know and um, go to our website, www.motherofisraelshope.org, and you'll see our email address. I'll give it out now. It's mail, M A I L, at motherofisraelshope.org. We would be happy for you to visit. We may plan a work day for. Uh, 50 people to come and help us with all kinds of things. Um, but it's truly, truly, truly glorious. I mentioned before that instead of raising millions of dollars and taking several years to build a monastery, which my heart sinks at the thought of it because the world is so dying, um, uh, to find this place, 86 acres with two huge structures, one to take in 30 women. We just have to do a little construction on that. And the other with a huge commercial kitchen and room for everything else we need. Um, 
and room for our beginning chapel um, that I think we can squeeze in 30 women. And then once we are at that mark, we'll probably need to build something, uh, just another chapel larger on the property. Everything is wonderful. The land is wonderful. The heat is incredible. It's been over 100 degrees every day. Some of you from Texas are listening, and you know how hot it is. I don't know if this is average or if this is above average, but it's it's very, very hot. It's very, very beautiful. And blessed be God, we do have air conditioning, and um, everything is fine. And the people say, well, what do you need? Uh, we can use uh, whatever finances it takes to reconstruct everything. We bought this property, beloved, all of you, between the Station of the Cross and LifeSite News, and everywhere that, that um, those uh, the media outlets spread through Facebook and elsewhere, we were able to raise $1.4 million for this property. And it totally paid for Every single penny, thanks to all of you. It's amazing. And now um, we're not going to formally raise uh, what else we need, but if, if you wish to know, we still need um, uh, more for uh, construction and uh, to get the Internet straight and to um, divide rooms and, and do some serious landscaping and all of that. So. Um, whatever God sends, but the other thing that we could use and love are many, many hands to, to assist people that know construction, upholstery even, electric, internet, um, so many things. So um, we, are, we are delighted, and our Lord has met our every, every need, and we can't thank him enough for all of you. Um, and so... I don't know if uh, I want to take your calls following the second break, which is coming up soon. Um, and anything on your mind, it's the same toll-free number, one eight seven seven five one one five four eight three. The email is mother at thestationofthecross.com. And since it's been so long that we've been together uh, weeks uh, for the most part, um, if you've sent in a question before by email and it hasn't been answered, or uh, just feel free. I, we still have some older emails, but feel free to call in with anything that's on your heart whatsoever. Uh, feel free to send an email, even again, if you sent one before. Um, and again, you can call in anonymously or with your name. You can write it anonymously or with your name. Anything is fine. And I want to mention one more time before the break, that at 6 p.m. Eastern Time tonight, brand new, absolutely thrilling, wonderful, uh, needful program called Ask a Priest will debut. It's an hour, Monday through Friday, 6 to 7 p.m. Eastern Time, and there are many, many, many priests. James tells me 15 to start with from magnificent religious orders, Orthodox, um, solid priests that you can ask anything and not wonder about the answer. So we, we thank God for that. We thank God for Mother Angelica Classics being able to take my hour at 10 o'clock Eastern Time. That is a, a, just a treasure to everyone. And we'll be right back after the break. 
Hello, this is Father Jim Netto with the Diocese of Portland, Maine. In Krakow, Poland on the 2nd of June, 1938, the Lord Jesus himself directed a young Polish Sister of Mercy on a three-day retreat. Sister Faustina painstakingly recorded Christ's instructions in her diary, that is, a mystical manual on prayer and divine mercy. These instructions became Faustina's weapon in fighting the good fight. Jesus began, My daughter, I want to teach you about spiritual warfare. Secret number five. Put your self-love in the last place so that it does not taint your deeds. This secret counsels us that self-love is natural, but it should be ordered, free of pride. Love of ourselves, esteeming of ourselves, are roots which cannot be easily plucked out of the human heart, but we can prevent they're bearing any fruits which are sins as for their buddings we cannot prevent them altogether so long as we are in this life though we can moderate their dimensions by the practice of contrary virtues especially by love of God and humility Satan tempts us to disordered self-love to lead us into his pool of pride Humility defeats the devil, that is perfect pride. If we need any motivation to be humble, we need only consider Jesus, who humbled himself to save us. Welcome to Mother Miriam Live on the Station of the Cross Catholic Radio Network with live video streaming brought to you by LifeSite News and the Station of the Cross. Call Mother with your questions at 1-877-511-5483 or email her at mother at thestationofthecross.com. Welcome back, beloved, to Mother Miriam Live. This is our half hour together. Uh, with anything whatsoever on your heart. If you've been joining us the first half hour, this is our first program at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, and we're absolutely thrilled, but I think the enemy is not thrilled. And we've had nothing but connection problems today. And so we are uh, audio only at the moment, um, but I can take your calls and your and your emails um, and... Um, uh, again, the toll-free number, one 511 5483 or email at mother at com. Am I on the air? Okay, good. Okay, I, I, I'm never sure of uh, what's going on here. So, okay, very good. Um Anyway, beloved, uh, what a what a little mixed up program to begin at 2 p.m. Eastern. I love you. I'm thrilled to be back with you. We will be here every single day, Monday through Friday at 2 p.m. Eastern, 1 Central, um, noon Mountain Time and 11 Pacific Time. And the toll free number is 1-877-511-5483 or email at mother at the station of the cross dot com. Feel free, dear ones, to call in with anything on your heart. Uh, our call screeners are there, 
And uh, I'm going to begin with an email that was sent to us a while back from Anonymous who says, Hello, Mother. I've been struggling in faith for a while in which I cannot identify if I am being put through a trial or if God is really not doing anything. Well, let me just say so far, if God is not doing anything, then it, that may be his way of putting you through a trial. <laughs> just just having you build patience and trust. I don't know that, but God never does nothing. If, if it seems that he's doing nothing, it's because he has your best interests at heart. Um, this writer says, in this time of extreme distress, I've been having great difficulty in determining what God wills and desires for me pertaining to how I want to belong to this large family whose sons and daughters, all cousins, are related to a friend I go way back with as college students, but are unfortunately evangelical and never learned the Catholic or the Orthodox faith as their families were Orthodox by title, but never practiced the faith. Because our personalities are so incredibly different, I often find myself socially excluded whenever I'm with them. Uh, I'm not sure, pertaining to how I want to belong to this large family, whose sons and daughters are all related, I'm not sure if this is, um, I'm not sure if this is your immediate family or just your extended family. He or she says, they do not have any hatred or negative views toward me in any way, as they would indeed talk to me when I initiate conversations. But they do not really return the favor and never really invite me to participate in activities with them, making me feel like a total stranger to them. And they probably are not even aware of social exclusion. I cannot tell if God put these people in my life for any reason or if I may actually be blinded to what God may have have revealed, if he did reveal anything. A little little confusing, dear one, whoever wrote this, because I'm not quite sure what your relationship with them is, except that in some way they're an extended family of yours. Um, He or she writes, on the contrary, the parents and grandparents within that family really enjoy having me around. So now it's another family, not yours, this is a little confusing, which I find ridiculously odd. In the context of comparing the present situation and the future in my life, I'm about to begin a new chapter in which I will transfer to a radically Catholic university to finish my undergrad program. And this university is full of people who are heavily on fire for Christ and his church, according to an alumni friend of mine. He even said that because if I have because I have such great talents and gifts, I will perfectly fit right in, but I find it intensely hard, if not almost impossible, to believe that. I'm also thinking that if this family is not for me, then there would be no other way God would ever grant what my heart seeks, which is to belong to people who can who who can truly love me for me and push me to become a saint, as everyone says that true friends and true love are the two things you never have to chase. My dear one, uh, again, I'm confused with this. Uh, 
fact, you want to be part of part of and encouraged by a very large family, extended family, who is not your immediate family. That's what it sounds like. I'm not sure here exactly. I wouldn't ask you to leave your immediate family, but um, your heart seeks to belong to people who can truly love you for you and push you to become a saint. Um, You're seeking the wrong thing. You will never find that. Because the only way we will find love, true love, and become saints is to love others, not worry about being loved, not worrying about being uh, popular or included or one of the crowd. The only way to become a saint is to die to self and reach out to others and let others fill uh, your need. Uh, I mean, you fill them and God will fill yours. Uh, he, he goes on to say, I'm really not sure if I will ever belong to these people that I mentioned here, and I have no clue if I should make any more effort to go out of my way to love them as it is not returned, even if I tried to show them the wonderful truth of the Catholic faith. I would say uh, to begin to not push that anymore. If they specifically invite you for a, your birthday or, or a holiday or something and you want to go, you can return that invitation. Uh, you can accept that invitation. But don't push it anymore. Um, if you have a wonderful university that you're going to and it's Catholic, uh, these, this family is not Catholic, and it's Catholic, let God grow you up there and let him uh, help you to establish um, true friendships, um, uh, meaningful friendships, and uh, true, uh, true friends who will encourage you in the Catholic faith. Uh, here she says, I'm not completely lost as I do not know how to identify when God puts something or someone into one's life nor do I know what God is calling me to do right now. This distress in needing closure and clarity is leading me to hopelessness, and the rosary, chaplet, and other prayers are not doing much in acquiring an answer. Any word of advice will mean a lot. Thank you for teaching the true faith. May God abundantly bless you always in Christ. And here she signs it anonymously. Very difficult to lead you in this, my dearest, because the situation is not clear to me. It looks like you're trying to be part of a large family um, that is not your personal family or your immediate family. So I don't understand the context. It also seems that they're not Catholic and that you are you're just fighting uh, people who don't mind having you around, but uh, they don't really include you. Uh, I don't know why you insist on, on being with them or being there. Um, the fact that you're about to transfer to a radically Catholic university to finish your undergrad program, full of people who are heavily on fire for Christ at his church, to me, is the greatest blessing from God. So when you say you don't know what to do right now, do that. Transfer to the new university, and it's been a while since you sent this email. 
you all may already may have begun, transfer to that university. University, make sure you begin a good, steady prayer life. Read the scriptures and get fully involved there. And I would just say, distance yourself from the past anguish of trying to be a part of people who really do not um, uh, want you to be a part of them or want to be a part of you in the same way. And it would make sense because you are Catholic and you want to be radically Catholic, and they are not. And um, that's a separation right there, that it would take a lot of work for you to um, to bridge and you'd only bridge that by teaching them and their being open to the truth of the Catholic faith. So dear one, if you uh, heard this today, um, either call in or write in, let me know how you're doing. Let me know if you're in this good, solid Catholic university um, with Catholics on fire for Christ. You need nothing else in your life but that. Put your full effort into it. Um, and get good grades, and don't worry about being popular, don't worry about being included in groups. You honor God, put your whole heart into your studies, have a prayer life, and if there's a good, solid Catholic prayer group or study group, you certainly can join them. Um, So uh, God bless you, dear one. Let me know how things go. We have an email from Teresa who writes, hello, Mother. I'm interested in taking communion to the sick and homebound of our parish, but I am reluctant to do so as I'm worried about handling the sacred host. I'm interested in this ministry because during COVID, during COVID, all like so many hungered for communion. People in nursing homes must hunger too, I reason. What do you think about this? Um, Teresa, Teresa, I am not going to speak against what the church allows. The church allows it. But the church has also allowed a great number of atrocities and that I cannot support. I personally do not believe that anyone, including a deacon, but the consecrated hands of a priest should ever touch God, that host. Um, Bishop Athanasius Snyder and others have affirmed not even a deacon, no one but the consecrated hands of a priest. So that means you should not distribute a communion uh, to the nursing homes, to the, to to anybody. Um, if you're in a Latin parish, no priest would ever give the host to parishioners to, to bring to anyone. That priest would bring uh, to host to everyone if he had to spend all day in a nursing home and hospitals. So my answer is um, I would never advise it. I would always advise against it because when we have lay people distributing the host, we are focusing more on individuals than on God. We are desecrating the Holy Eucharist in order to make others receive God and to feel good and comforted. But the Eucharist must be the number one uh, element, the number one issue. It is God. And all through the entire Old Testament, Teresa, anyone who touched God died on the spot. And the only ones who are 
enabled by God, who are willed by God to touch the sacred host, is the consecrated hands of a priest. No one else. So that's my answer, Teresa. And hopefully you can speak to your priest about visiting people that the so-called Eucharistic ministers cannot visit. Okay, there's the music for our final break. Beloved, we'll be back. We'll have about 10 minutes or so, and you'll be welcome to call in. There's still time. Our lines are open for anything that's on your heart. Toll free. one 511 5483 or email at mother at We'll be right back. Please join Father Mark Noonan in praying the Litany of Humility. O Jesus, meek and humble of heart, hear me. From the desire of being esteemed, deliver me, Jesus. From the desire of being loved, deliver me, Jesus. From the desire of being extolled, deliver me, Jesus. From the desire of being honored, deliver me, Jesus. From the desire of being praised, deliver me, Jesus. From the desire of being preferred to others, deliver me, Jesus. From the desire of being consulted, deliver me, Jesus. From the desire of being approved, deliver me, Jesus. From the fear of being humiliated, deliver me, Jesus. From the fear of being despised, deliver me, Jesus. From the fear of suffering rebukes, deliver me, Jesus. From the fear of being calumniated, deliver me, Jesus. From the fear of being forgotten, deliver me, Jesus. From the fear of being ridiculed, deliver me, Jesus. From the fear of being wronged, deliver me, Jesus. From the fear of being suspected, deliver me, Jesus. That others may be loved more than I, Jesus grant me the grace to desire it. That others may be esteemed more than I, Jesus grant me the grace to desire it. That in the opinion of the world, others may increase and I may decrease, Jesus grant me the grace to desire it. That others may be chosen and I set aside, Jesus grant me the grace to desire it. That others may be praised and I unnoticed, Jesus, grant me the grace to desire it. That others may be preferred to me in everything. Jesus, grant me the grace to desire it. That others may become holier than I, provided that I may become as holy as I should. Jesus, grant me the grace to desire it. Amen. Welcome to Mother Miriam Live on the Station of the Cross Catholic Radio Network with live video streaming brought to you by LifeSite News and the Station of the Cross. Call Mother with your questions at 1-877-511-5483 or email her at mother at thestationofthecross.com. Welcome back, beloved, to Mother Miriam Live. I am she 
and we are live, and I am thrilled to be back with you after so long at our brand new time, uh, 2 p.m. Eastern uh, Standard Time. Um, it's just wonderful, and wouldn't you know that our first day back, we'd have all kinds of technical problems. I don't think the enemy is happy for us being back again, but we are thrilled, and at least we can uh, function audio. I'm doing this from my cell phone, which is probably not the best sound, but at least we can connect. And um, in the 10 minutes we have left, again, you're welcome to call in with anything on your heart. Toll free 1-877-511-5483. Or email mother at the station com. We have an email from Steve who writes, Hello, Mother Miriam. I listen to your podcast and have heard you say that only priests and deacons should distribute Holy Eucharist during Mass. And lay people should not participate as ministers of Holy Eucharist. Steve, I have not said that. I have not said that only priests and deacons should distribute Holy Eucharist. I've said that only priests, not deacons. Only a priest's hands are consecrated to handle the Holy Eucharist, to handle God. No one else, not even a deacon. Only a priest can consecrate the Blessed Sacrament, and only a priest can distribute it. Again, unless we are going to um, uh, be disrespectful and desecrate the Holy Eucharist. Uh, Steve goes on to say, in my parish in Charlotte, North Carolina, we have an unusual situation where we have anywhere from 500 to 1,000 people in attendance. That's beautiful. And at most, one priest and one deacon presiding at Mass. Considering these circumstances, do you think it is acceptable to have lay ministers of the Eucharist assist in the distribution of Holy Communion? No, Steve. The numbers don't mean, should not mean a thing. In, in most parishes, there are many huge Latin parishes where there are a thousand people in attendance. And yet, only one priest is celebrating the Mass because they will never have con celebration. But at the point of distributing the Holy Eucharist, the other priests join, the priests join to help distribute the Eucharist to the people. Um, and so, uh, if you have 500 to 1,000 people at a single Mass, my guess is more than one Mass. Uh, in a day, or at least on a Sunday, and probably more than one priest who switch off um, what Mass they celebrate. Uh, the best plan that I've seen is that the priest that is not celebrating that particular Mass comes in at the time where the Holy Eucharist is given to the, uh, the sheep, and he helps distribute that, and vice versa. And so at least if a parish has two priests, both priests are always distributing Holy Communion. And if it has three priests, three priests would distribute Holy Communion. Um, but not a deacon and not so-called um, Eucharistic ministers. Uh, Steve says, thank you for your insight to this question and all your other answers and have given us direction on how to properly worship our Lord. May God bless you always, Steve. Thank you, Steve. I know people and priests and bishops will be against my response to this question because we don't know who God is. 
we think of the Eucharist as fast food. Get it done with quickly. And it is utterly, utterly tragic. A Protestant comes into the church, maybe looking into the Catholic Church, because they see that Catholics believe that the Eucharist is truly God. There's no evidence of it. Lay people handling him, um, lay people taking him out uh, to the sick. Um, uh, oh, I, I forget what else. I was gonna Crumbs all over the floor by lay people distributing him. Uh, little children coming up who are not yet of age to receive the Holy Eucharist. Uh, standing there, crossing their arms, coming up saying no to God crossing their arms, not taught to bow before him. They don't even know what they're doing. They have no right to come up. Anyone who comes up at Holy Communion, the only people who are to come up at Holy Communion are those receiving the Eucharist, no one else. If you are not in a position because you're not Catholic or you're Catholic and not in a state of grace, whatever it is, to receive the Eucharist, you remain in your seat and you can speak to our Lord and ask him to uh, um, fill you spiritually. Um, James, is this the end of the program? No. Okay, I'm so sorry, everyone. I'm, we're having trouble here. Um, and so, no. And if you do bring a child up, or if you're an adult and you go up, which I would never recommend, um, your hands crossed. I don't know where that came from. You're just telling the priest you don't receive communion. But you are standing before God. Why are you going up there? You're standing before God, and you should bow before him, whether or not you receive the Eucharist. It's no reason that many have left the Catholic faith, because it is worse than Protestantism in so many cases. Conservative evangelicals live what they preach. They only have a truncated faith and a distorted faith, but they live what they believe. Catholics say one thing, but they live another, and it's awful. We have an email from Rosie Red, who says, Good morning, Blessed Mother. Oh, I'm not the Blessed Mother, but <laughs> thank you, sweetheart. My son married a woman with a hateful spirit. Oh, dear. Although she seems sweet and kind when one first meets her, they are now married 30 years with two adult sons, ages 29 and 23. I have not seen them or my grandsons for the last 15 years, and it appears like it's not going to change. She cut me out of their life when I remarried after the death of my son's father, whom I was married to for 40 years. She is never happy without more. I don't know what that means. Always needs more, no matter how much she has of everything, including money. I cried out to God to heal her spiteful spirit for many, many years, and now have succumbed to accepting my life without them. Okay, so far, um... How could the son's wife cut you out of their life? It should be your son. He should be the one who determines that, not his wife. And uh, 
She says, my question is for my dear recently widowed friend of 87, who's now experiencing the beginning of an estrangement from her one and only child, a daughter aged 60, and the two grandsons. Her oldest grandson, aged 30, is married six years. They have a two-year-old and live two hours from grandma. The other grandson is 26 and lives an hour away. The 60-year-old daughter lives within 20 minutes from her mother. My friend is distraught and lonely. The wife of the married grandson only goes to visit her side of the family and truly has forgotten about her husband's family. The young husband does not seem to think about his rights and perhaps taking his little girl for a two-hour drive to visit his grandmother. That's not a matter of rights. That's a matter of duty and love. My friend has always been involved in their growing up and now being put aside is very hurtful for her. From my experience with not being with my son's family for 15 years, I'm trying to help her through the pain. Can you suggest what I can do for her? I live in another state 20 hours away, but we video chat very often. It helps us both, and especially me, to be there for her. Thank you, Mother, for everything you do for us who watch and listen to you. Your love for God is most amazing. Rosie Red. Oh, Rosie, this is a very, very difficult 